I'm here to be an all-time great. great. Now rocking with the best. Perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow. The Lakers repeat back-to-back title. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great Showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! Get it. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to Laker Talk 101 with... Jonathan Mathis from SoCal Sports Chronicle. How's it going, man? Welcome to Laker Talk 101, episode one, man. You excited? Man, how, how you doing, big baby? Man, it's always good to uh, jump on with you and talk some Laker basketball, man. Because mm-hmm. what's better than Laker basketball? Nothing. Laker basketball is the best way to go, man. You know? So in today's show, we're going to talk about the breaking news that I broke on live yesterday on YouTube on my channel. Dwight Howard announcing he's coming back. Um, to play in Orlando, and he also he's going to donate his checks that he's getting when he's in Orlando, his remaining checks, to his uh, nonprofit organization called Cam Breathe. So, Jonathan, what is your thoughts about Dwight Howard coming back, announcing it last night on CNN, and what is your thoughts about him donating his checks to his nonprofit called Can Breathe? So what are your thoughts about that? You know what? That's huge for the Lakers uh, because now it relieves a lot of stress on Frank Vogel, mm-hmm. you know, he would have had to juggle this lineup constantly um, had Dwight Howard not showed up for the restart in Orlando because that would leave you with only two big men, mm-hmm. really, with JaVel McGee and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And that would put more pressure on them to perform. They would have to try to avoid staying out of foul trouble, uh, you know, and – I think it would put more on their bodies um, if Dwight Howard wasn't there. So this is huge. It's good news for every Laker fan out there because this season we've seen a different Dwight Howard. We've seen one with more motivation. Mm-hmm. We've seen a guy with more um, energy. Mm-hmm. We've seen a guy who is more committed to his craft. We didn't see this during his first stint with the Lakers. It, it took it took him to go around the league mm-hmm. for him to finally mature, grow up, and show a different side of himself. And for him to donate his game check to charity, that's wonderful. That shows you that this guy has humbled himself, mm-hmm. that he has shown flashes of maturity, and he has become a better person in time. Sometimes it takes um, a journey like the one that he's mm-hmm. been on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a, 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 a few wake-up calls before you finally realize um, your true identity or what you need to do to change as a person. So I'm very um, impressed with the White Howard. I'm glad that he's going to participate in this Orlando restart because I think he realizes that he can win his first championship and Put aside the nonsense about this being an abstract. Mm-hmm. I don't think that matters to any Mm-mm. of these Laker players. They're going out there with the mindset that they could win this thing while their window is open for a championship. So it's nice.
to hear that Dwight Howard is going to join his teammates in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, I agree with you, Jonathan, 100%, man. Um, I'm excited that he's coming back. Because to be honest, man, I, I had my gut feeling last week he ain't going to play, and I was wrong. You know what I mean? I was wrong about the gut feeling and intuition and all that stuff. I was wrong. Dwight's playing. Welcome back, Dwight. And uh, him donating all of his checks to his nonprofit called Can Breathe. You know, like you said, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, he's doing great. He's doing stuff in uh, in the community in Atlanta, and he's doing all good stuff, man. He, he right. He's been through a lot. You know, the whole first time with the Lakers, him and Kobe, then Houston, then Atlanta, and then Charlotte, and then Washington, and then Memphis, and then now Lakers. He come for a circle, man, and he went through a lot, you know. And Dwight had, did does bring that energy, that toughness, that grit, that grind. You know, each night there'll be a lot of times as Lakers will be down by like eight. Dwight would come in, block shots, put back dunks, and it would be on our rhythm. You know, we'll get back on the rhythm. And everybody uh, is talking about this bubble thing. Um, I see this Laker team really, really motivated. They're in the gym a lot more. They're motivated to prove everybody wrong on this journey that they're on. And I feel like, like I haven't seen anybody else post videos on any teams like Clippers, Milwaukee. Nobody's posting anything, but the Lakers are posting. LeBron's in the gym. LeBron and AD are in the gym, and LeBron's healthy. He looks leaner. You know, he looks t- like really toned up. AD looks bigger. And if AD can stay healthy and LeBron can stay healthy, man, we can win this NBA championship easy. I know at the end of the day, it's going to be tough, but if we click once the playoffs start, it's a wrap. So what is your thoughts? Oh yeah. I think the Lakers are fired up uh, Mm -hmm. to return to the hardwood floor. Um, I think LeBron is hungry and dedicated. Uh, You you just said right now that, uh, Raja just reported that uh, Kyle Kuzma's in the gym mm-hmm. working out. Um, and if anyone needs to be in the gym, it's him because we need consistency mm-hmm. from him. Yep, but this Laker team, man, they I think they're going to do just fine. I think they're going to pick up from where they left off. Mm-hmm. Um, they are looking uh, to go on a run and contend for, for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, they already have that on lock. Um, yeah. there's really no question that they're a playoff team. We knew that when the season was suspended. Um, but they got to keep it going. They they have to be able to regain momentum mm-hmm. uh, once the season restarts. And I think LeBron is is a is a perfect uh, guy to lead this team. Um, he he has done a tremendous job this season leading the team by example. You know. And he has shown nothing but true leadership. He has brought a lot of energy, a lot of toughness, a lot of grit. Um, and you see him get better with Anthony Davis playing alongside him. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Davis, and I'm with, I don't know if you heard, but it was Jared Dudley mm-hmm. that said that came out and said that the most critical uh, piece to this Lakers championship run is going to be Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree 100%. I think Anthony Davis is a huge factor um, going down the stretch as they try to, uh, uh, you know, chase glory. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Davis is is huge for the Lakers. He's a very important uh, piece. Um, he is a vital component uh, to their success. And I think if he performs um, – how he has been and if he is consistent 
I think the Lakers will win a championship because, you know, Anthony Davis, let's keep in mind here that he is a generational talent. Mm -hmm. And then you have LeBron James, who in some people's eyes is deemed as the world's greatest player. My thoughts about Anthony Davis being a valuable piece to this championship team, I agree with you, Dudley, 100%, because with that AD, if let's, let's say AD doesn't turn up, he struggles, we're not winning the NBA championship. I'm keeping it real. We have to have AD. We have to have everybody on all cylinders because LeBron is 35 and be 36 next year. We got to win this championship now. We have to win this championship in this bubble. You know what I mean? And uh, also, too, I was – Reading uh, my, the Twitter account for Mike Trudell, um, Lakers silent reporter, he had a stat that said uh, when KCP replaced Avery Bradley in the start lineup, the Lakers are 17-3. and three. That's telling me the Lakers are going to be okay without Avery Bradley. Everybody's talking about all these numbers. Numbers don't lie. Lakers are 17-3 and three without Avery, without With KCP starting in the lineup, they're 17-3. But overall, they're um, also 11-3 and three without him too. So Lakers are going to be fine. I'm not worried. Everybody, and everybody on ESPN is saying it's going to be a big loss. I understand that. But we have other guys that can contribute. KCP, Rondo, Kuzma, even Jared Dudley is going to step in. Danny Green's going to have to step up. You know, Danny Green and uh, Alex Cruz is probably going to get more minutes. And maybe even uh, Quinn Cook, you know. You might, you might see some G League, G League players in there, man. You know, Frank Vogel said they might use all the roster, their whole roster for this uh, Orlando bubble. I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? So I'm just – no, people need to stop with the, oh, Avery Bradley is the missing piece. No. I see mm -mm. where they're coming from with mm -mm. that because Avery Bradley is going to be missed mm -hmm. tremendously. Yeah. And yeah. the reason is, is because he was the Lakers' best perimeter defender. Mm -hmm. That's why he's going to be missed. He's going to be missed for his defense. But you got KCP. He has to step it up. You have Danny Green, who can be an explosive scorer. Mm -hmm. When he's on his game, he has to step it up. Mm -hmm. You have Ray Rondo, who's not going to do much, but can still come off the bench and be as a spark mm -hmm. at times off the bench. Um, I think you need a guy like Rondo because he has that veteran experience. Mm -hmm. He's been around the game for so long that he could uh, help the younger players, you know, on the bench. So I think he's a great uh, – uh, bench coach mm -hmm. for the Lakers, for the younger players. Um, and then you have, of course, um, Jarrett Dudley, who can get inside your head. I, <laughs> I like that about him. You know, every every team needs a, a, a guy like that. Um, and then, of course, you have LeBron James. And, and this Laker team is going to be fine with mm -hmm. what they have. I mean, you know, LeBron took lesser talent to an NBA Finals when he was in Cleveland. Yeah, 2007 when the Spurs uh, swept them. Right. And this on this team, he might have the best talent that he's ever had with Anthony Davis. Because mm -hmm. if you go back to what I just said, mm -hmm. Anthony Davis is a generational talent. Most he's definitely. never played yep. alongside a generational talent. He's played alongside talent because yeah. he's played mm -hmm. with Dwayne Wade and he's played with Chris Boss in Miami. But he's never played with a player as special as Anthony Davis. Yeah, most definitely, man. <laughs> when AD is on point and his mindset is right, he's unguardable. He's unstoppable. You know what I mean? Against the Clippers, going, going by everybody with ease, layup, fadeaway, jumpers. 
if he, I'm telling you, man, if Anthony Davis clicks, we're winning this championship, man. But also, we got to get into uh, the other breaking news that happened over the weekend. Uh, Lionel Hollins will not be traveling with the Lakers to Orlando Bubble. He got tested, and there was a red flag warning, so he's not be able to go. So, what are your thoughts about that? About assistant coach Lionel Hollins not be able to help coach the Lakers? But Frank Vogel did say he's going to be with the team via Zoom, so that's that's a plus, at least you know. Well, you know, this is this year has been anything but normal. And um, I'm not surprised to hear that Lionel Hollins won't be traveling with the team. He's older. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has to uh, think about his health and his safety and the well-being of his family, like most of these players are and most of these coaches uh, are as well. Uh, so I can't blame him too much for not um, traveling with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, at least he's still going to be involved with the team if he's going to be having virtual meetings and, and virtual discuss discussions with the guys, which is very important. So as long as he is still uh, present, even though he's uh, distant from the team, I mean, it, it shouldn't be too bad. I mean, you could still hear his voice. You could still um, communicate with him on mm-hmm. a regular basis. So, um, and with all the technology we have now, there's really no excuse not to stay in contact. Uh, with someone. So, I mean, it's worked for the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. It's worked for um, a number of teams that have had virtual meetings um, since this COVID-19 outbreak. Mm -hmm. So I don't really see the difference here. Um, You know, you're going to still have the rest of the coaching staff traveling. Uh, So, I mean, he will be missed um, on the bench, of course, Mm -hmm. but the players will still be able to, uh, chat with him whenever they like yeah they will man and he's a he was he's a great coach in memphis man and he was one of our great defensive coaches man but uh there's more players being tested positive for the virus uh that's gonna Tor- happen torian prince is sitting out from the brooklyn nets he just tested positive warjanowski broke the story um spencer did tested positive he's sitting out and there's all these players are sitting out and all that stuff um i have a feeling you i'm gonna throw it to you after i say this uh if there's more positive tests, players, 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 you think I'm sure going to say, you know what, man, yank the plug and that's game? Well, Commissioner Adam Silver made this statement that this is the reality now, that they have to play in a world where there are COVID-19 cases. Uh-huh. Um, so that to me only hints that they have no intention of canceling the season. Mm-hmm. If you, if you somehow are exposed by someone with the virus and you happen to become infected by the virus, mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of at this point is that you force them to leave the bubble immediately. Mm-hmm. Self-quarantine and, you know, just stay off of the Disney World campus. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's how... They are planning it all out. I think the safety and health protocol that they put in place is the one they're going to stick to. Um, They'll probably change it as time goes if they see that cases continue to grow inside that bubble. But the way the NBA has it all laid out, Mm -hmm. they have it as safe as possible, you know, for these players. Um, They have it where these players are very well protected. 
I don't have to worry about, you know, uh, cases possibly rising inside the bubble. And this is where they felt the game should have been played. So I, I don't think they're going to shut down the season if there's a few cases that pop up inside the bubble. I think they just send those players home. And, and if there's more players infected on the team, then I know it sounds crazy. I know it sucks, but you have to tell the team to forfeit if hmm. the if if there's numerous players on one team infected yeah. because that would be that would be a threat to the opposing teams. Hmm. Yeah, most definitely, man. And also, the, a lot of Brooklyn Nets are like sitting out, man. It's crazy, you know. They're gonna because Kyrie's not going, Durant's not going, DeAndre Jordan's not going, Torian Prince, Spencer, so they're gonna have. Probably G League players, like what? Who? No, like not no names, but names that you never heard of. But you know, I mean, I just feel like Brooklyn's just—it's one of those seasons where they just tank. You know, unfortunate. You know, unfortunate situation. But uh, yeah, we, we gotta get into what Jay Billet, uh, Jay Williams said on the first take. He was talking about if the Portland Trailblazers match up with the Los Angeles Lakers one through eight, that Portland could upset the Lakers in the NBA playoffs. Let me go first. Jay Williams, stay off the weed. Why do you think that Portland can beat us just because they blew beat us by 15 the day after the that same night when we honored Kobe? You basing off that? Come on now. Oh, Dan Leonard could explode for 40, 50. Okay, cool. LeBron can average 50 or go for 40, 15, and 11. AD can go for 32, 15, and three blocks. So I'm not scared of Portland. And I actually want to see Portland because Damian Leonard, even though he follows me on Twitter, he's been. Saying he could be this, he thinks his like he thinks his Portland team could beat the Lakers. I understand you're gonna have confidence, you know. You don't want Damian say Damian No, the Lakers ain't gonna beat us. We're gonna lose. He's supposed to say that, you know. what I mean, but overall, it's a blasphemous. People need to stop um, saying that every team's gonna beat us, man. You know. And I want the Clippers too. I want to see the Clippers too. I want to see everybody's been talking. Everybody's been saying they could beat us. I want to match up with them and beat them. So, Jonathan, what's your thoughts about that comment by Jay Williams on first if, take? If they that's blasphemy for sure. Mm -hmm. But if there's one team that can give the Lakers a challenge, it's the Clippers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying the other teams that they will face in these playoffs are cakewalks, are, are teams that's easy to beat. I'm not going to sit here and say they're pushovers. Yeah. But the Lakers could beat them most of these teams that they're going to be facing in five games. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it real. I mean, I've said this before. You heard me say this before, my friend, mm -hmm. that Portland, I, I know they have – what's the guy's name in, in their front court? He's coming back healthy now. Nur uh, Nurkic. Nurkic. They have Nurkic. But I don't think Nurkic match up with Anthony Davis. No. Or and, so, or so and, white. Or Whiteside? No, I don't think he could match up well against any of them. Mm -mm. You know, and the Portland Trailblazers, they rely heavily on their backcourt. So if their backcourt does not have a great performance, they don't have much success. They don't win many games. Damian Lillard has to carry the weight of that team. Yeah, 100%. He has a heavy burden on his shoulder going into these playoffs. And as always, they expect him to carry the load. 
and and lead his team to victory. I mean, you you can't rely on him all the time to get it done for you all the time. He he needs he needs help. I mean, he has CJ McCollum in the backcourt. I know they probably one of the most prolific backcourts in the NBA, but I'm sorry, that's not enough to get it done, and that's not enough to beat LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It's not. Yeah, you're listening to Laker Talk 101 with Jonathan Mathis. We're talking about Dwight Howard coming back, and we're also talking about um, Jay Williams, his comments on first take about he thinks Portland could beat the Lakers in a seven-game series, but uh, my thoughts, I, I just don't get why they think that Portland could beat us. Like, if you really think about it, okay, AD versus Dwight side, that AD's going to win that. We're going to basically be winning everything except for backcourt. Front court, we win. Bro, if Portland – if the Lakers can stop C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, we win. But we, if we let the others – I feel like if we do play them, I feel like the Lakers going to trap Lillard and make Lillard be a facilitator. Yeah. And yeah, C.J. McCollum it. a facilitator. And that's okay. Exactly. That's okay. That's what I want too. Because also speaking of the Lillard, man, uh, there's rumors out there that if he wants out of Portland, there are two teams, the Knicks and the Lakers, and he want to go too. First, let me go about the Damian Lillard to the Lakers. Um Laker Nation, we ain't getting Damian Lillard. We ain't getting them. We don't got the money. We don't got the cap space. You know, I know um, Rob Think is doing a great job in the front office. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get Damian Lillard. I don't think he has – we don't have the assets to get him unless we trade AD for him, but that's not going to happen, you know? No one's getting – no one is getting Damian Lillard. They yeah. need to stop it. He, yeah. He's going to finish his career in Portland. Yeah, he, even, he was adamant about it and said that he would like to stay in Portland and finish his career with one team. Yeah, I agree, man. And he, Damian Lillard's lowly. He doesn't like to jump ship or anything, man. It's just going to be crazy. And what was your thoughts about uh, – there was a picture of LeBron with his mask on and yet sitting, like, in practice, and he said, war ready. And everybody's making a big deal about Skip Bay saying that's one of the most laughable pictures he's ever seen. He's just been been talking, and, like, I literally don't watch on the speed anymore. I just see clips of it. But Skate, like, honestly, man, Skate Bass really, really hates LeBron. Really, he hates LeBron. I could, you don't talk about somebody every day, criticize and critique them every day. You know, let's say if I, you, like, for example, if I criticize uh, Cam Newton every day on my shows or uh, LeBron every day or disrespect him, I don't know, man. I just feel like Skate Bass is a hater, man. So uh, I want LeBron to win this championship so Skate Bass can be quiet and he has nothing to say, man, because it's just, it just pisses me off that he doesn't respect Le- – like, he doesn't give him credit. He always looks at the negative all the time. Three and six. He missed free throws. He can't – he's not clutch. Blah, 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 blah. So what was your thoughts about that, man? Do you or, want maybe, to- or, maybe just, or maybe it just so happens that Skip Bayless really loves LeBron. That's what I was thinking. talks about him so much. You know, he knows yeah. how great LeBron is. I mean, he may not take heed to that, but yeah. he knows – what type of player LeBron is. He knows that LeBron is a three-time NBA champion. He knows LeBron won multiple MVPs. He knows LeBron has been to, what, eight finals, eight mm-hmm. NBA finals. He knows that LeBron has played for three different organizations. He knows that LeBron does great things off the court. He knows that LeBron just cashed out a house a lovely, beautiful L.A. home. He knows all of these things. Mm-hmm. But Skip Bayless is going to say what's on his mind. You know, it doesn't bother me because we do the same thing. 
we come on this show and we give our opinions, we give our hot takes mm-hmm. about what's happening in the sports world, and that's what he does. He does mm-hmm. the same thing. His job is to break it down for you, analyze what he thinks. I don't really disagree with him too much. I do disagree with a lot of the things he say about LeBron, but everything else that Skip Bayless say, says, it seems to be on point. Um, it seems to make a lot of sense, and it doesn't really, uh, you know, phase me too much like it might phase some other people. Um, but, you know, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's real critical of LeBron James. He's been that way since day one. So it's not really a surprise that he is still critical of him, although he has changed uniforms mm-hmm. from the red to blue, white to the purple and gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I just feel like I already know what's going to happen if LeBron wins this championship. Oh, he got it easy because the whole bubble thing went the Lakers' way. And he's going to somehow try to, like, turn it and make it seem like LeBron got lucky. But if Kawhi won, he'll be, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It doesn't – it has no abstract. But when LeBron wins, if LeBron wins it, it has an abstract. And I'm going to put that out here. This NBA championship is not going to be an abstract. Whoever wins this championship out of everybody in this bubble, they deserve it. You know, I'm not gonna be like, oh man. Yeah. Clip, if it, the Clippers it, win, it, if the Clippers win it, I'm, I'm not gonna be like, man, they got lucky. I'm like, no, they won it. If the Boston won it, I'm gonna say, congrats. I don't know. I'm a, I know I'm a Laker fan, Celtics, Lakers, Rebel, but you gotta give credit where credit is. If Boston wins it, Clippers, Milwaukee you can't just like say it doesn't count. You know, any NBA championship counts. But at least we, we finished the season though. Everybody needs to stop saying it's an abstract title. We got if the season continues to go, it hopefully it does. And we finish it and win the championship. We finish the season, got the job done. So I'm tired of people saying it's going to be an asterisk. Okay, people want to go there. That championship, San Antonio Spurs team, doesn't count. It doesn't. Short season, doesn't count. So Tim Duncan only has three. Does he have four or five rings? I think, yeah, he's five. He only has four rings. He has, okay, he has four. Okay, he has three rings because that championship doesn't count then. If y'all want to say that if LeBron wins the championship, it's going to be Ashak. Tim Duncan only has three championships. That championship doesn't count back in the day when there's a lockout season. So go ahead. What's your thoughts? Well, you know, Phil Jackson, uh, you know, mentioned that a long time ago. He said that the championship that the Spurs won in 1999 against the Knicks was an asterisk. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was a short season mm-hmm. uh, due to the lockout. Um, but you know what? Again, the Spurs, they won the championship. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you man. This is... um, I mean, it's really, 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 it's really a tricky discuss- discussion. Yeah, yeah. It could go both it, ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could go both ways uh, because I can see why people would argue that it's an abstract. But at the same time, it takes hard work mm-hmm. to still get there, even though it's a shortened season. Um, it's still so much that goes into uh, winning a championship. You know, and it's not as if these teams cheated. Mm-hmm. You know, these teams put in a lot of work to win that championship, to earn that championship, to be able to celebrate that moment with their teammates and, and the coaching staff, to be able to savior every moment of winning a championship. Mm-hmm. And once the championship is yours, it's something that nobody can ever take away from you. So, I mean, it sucks that it had to be a shortened season, mm-hmm. that 
I mean, you know, that they didn't get in that many games like they would in an 82-game regular season on top of the playoffs. Um, but it's really, really hard to say that there's an asterisk next to something when somebody won it fair and square and when it wasn't their fault that the season was cadets. Facts, 100%, man, 100%. But if we're getting out of here, man, what's your thoughts about Kobe Bryant being on the cover of NBA 2K21, the Legend Edition? I'm going to go first real quick before I throw it to you, man. Um, I'm going to buy that game. It's going to be a legendary game. You know, I just want interesting. I'm interesting what 2K is going to do to honor Kobe in this game. I wonder if they're going to have a Kobe Bryant story mode. I wonder if they're going to do all this good stuff. But I'm going to purchase it, man. But I'm not surprised for him being on the cover. That game right there is going to be a legendary game because Kobe Bryant is a legend, man. And he'll be missed tremendously. I still miss Kobe every day. You know, sometimes I still don't believe it. Sometimes I'll get my feelings and be like, he's really passed away. And I watch some of his videos. And I'm like, no, he ain't dead. Or passed away, excuse me, passed away. Um, no, he ain't, no. And then just up and down. So it's kind of hard to believe, man. It's still hard to believe, but what's your thoughts about Kobe Bryant being on the cover of NBA 2K21 well, Legend Edition? I think the timing couldn't be any better. Mm -hmm. I think he gets on the cover because of what happened this year. Um, but he's always been well-deserving of being on a video game cover. And the reason why is because, well, he's a GOAT. Yep, he's, one, he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. So why would you not want the greatest, one of the greatest players to feature on the front cover of NBA, what is it, 2K or NBA Live? NBA, NBA 2K21. NBA 2, 2K21. Um, he's anointed here in Los Angeles. The people here love him. Mm -hmm. He was uh, treated like a beloved figure that he was. And um, it was a terrible tragedy uh, to start off the, the year. Uh, no one saw it coming. Mm -hmm. His death was untimely. Uh, you know, it, it shocked the hell out of all of us. I think most mm -hmm. of America uh, paused for a second and, mm -hmm. and had to really catch their breath when he uh, left the face of this earth. And now we're celebrating him on a video game cover. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just wonderful. It's wonderful to see um, the love that people really have for this man. And I think a lot of people, even those that don't really get involved in video games, are going to go out and get this game yeah, yeah. because it represents something special. Um, like, yeah, like your shirt. I actually like that. That's really, really nice. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of our childhood heroes yep it's, a, it, it's our childhood hero that's on that cover so um i might even go out and get it i don't even really play video games but mm -hmm. it's something to have it's something that you can even frame on your wall yep um it's just nice to see that he's getting honored mm -hmm. in such a heartwarming uh fashion so yep man he'll be missed tremendously man i'm going to get that game but i'm going to end this laker talk 101, man. So, uh, Jonathan Mathis, thank you once again for always coming on the show, man. This is episode one of Laker Talk 101. Talk to you next Tuesday, man. Thanks for coming on. You guys take care. Peace.